0: Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Matthew Betts and Matt Okada.
1: What is up and welcome into another episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. But Okada, our intro there was a little off, you know, we were missing one name on that list because we have the three Amigos, the band is back together tonight. We have Kent Wyrock back on the podcast with us to preview all of the Turkey Day games for week 13. Kent, what is going on, man? Fill us in on your life because we have not seen you in what feels like months.
2: Well, I gotta say, what, what a shame... You know, you got to drop my name like I never existed. <laughs> it's just you guys in the glory now. No, I'm just kidding. Pretty Everything- sure
0: there's a file in the archive somewhere with we, your name in it? I may have to look have it. for
2: it. Yeah, just in case I decide uh, to come back and, and rejoin. But no, things have been awesome. My kid is now, uh, what is it, six weeks old. Uh, things are going great. I'm getting some sleep. So that's about as good as you can expect. And uh, doing pretty good in fantasy too. So able to hold it together on that front as well.
1: There you go, man. That's awesome. Uh, we were just chatting before the show uh, in the Patreon uh, Slack channel that we are all in SFB playoffs, which is great. Uh, I have a first round bye. No,
0: uh, you guys on
1: that, but just saying. Uh, so it's good to see the red shirts doing well. And for those of our, our listeners who are not currently seeing our beautiful faces, we are live streaming this right now. So you'll be able to see Okada, Kent and myself. And I have to just—I have to say this because Okada, it looks great. Um, you have the <laughs> the best mustache I've seen in quite a while. Apparently,
0: <laughs> <And> um, <laughs> well, did you see Gardner Minshew's mustache? Because if, if I'm getting put above
1: that, no, it's not above that. It's not above that. Okay, good. I was gonna say
0: it looks
2: very nice, so I have to give you props.
1: Yeah, for sure. And and for those of our listeners, you know, who have not been with us since day one, first off, thank you for finding us and checking us out. Second off, if you aren't aware, Kent was uh, an original host for us actually on the show and was a, a chief member in like getting this whole thing started. So uh, Kent, we are thrilled to have you back with us. He had to step away, unfortunately, because he became a dad. Uh, so he had more important things to worry about than ramble on about Fantasy Football with Okada back, <laughs> uh, for this special preview, and I'm super excited for it. The three of us don't podcast much together anymore, but today is going to be uh, fun. So thanks so much for checking us out. We're going to go ahead and get over into the news here in a second. But before we do, want to remind everyone about uh, the website. Head on over to redshirtsfantasyfootball.com. Every single day we've got articles up there. We just had Kyle August Start Sit uh, article go up today, and that has some awesome tidbits of information. Check it out. We're also on social media at redshirtsffpod. Everywhere that you are on social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, uh, we are there. Okada, go ahead and hit that news drop.
2: I got great news, guys. News,
0: news, 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 news.
1: All right, everyone. First bit of news to get into tonight is Mason Rudolph is terrible at playing quarterback. And therefore, Devlin Hodges has been named the starter for week 13. Kent, Okada, man, I mean... Mason Rudolph, I don't know if it could get worse, honestly. So, for me, I mean personally, this feels like at worst a lateral move. Do you two disagree at all for what this means for the Pittsburgh offense?
0: Um, it's really hard to make a call now because obviously we've seen very little of Hodges. Having said that, the little we've seen has been pretty decent. Of course, having said that, Mason Rudolph also looked good in his first few games this year, and then things kind of went off the rails. So. I think it's probably essentially lateral, which is ma- mainly to say that it's going to be bad still it, it, at the Pittsburgh quarterback position. Um, Duck is fun. Duck Hodges, <laughs> as they call him. Uh, quack, quack. So that, you know, that brings a little bit of spark maybe, but I don't expect great fantasy production or anything to change for the receivers.
2: No, and it's sounding like Juju might not even play. I mean, he's got the concussion. Well, he just came out of the concussion protocol, but he's got a knee deal going on. And I I think you're right. It can't get much worse than Mason Rudolph. I mean, the third throw that Delvin Hodges had was a 79-yard touchdown to James Washington. That was like the best play in the last how many weeks for the Steelers. And uh, I don't know. It, it's it's still gross. I, I have no desire to play any skill position player maybe Benny Snell if you're truly desperate but uh just it's gross it's not that much better it's a little better but it's not that much better
1: yeah I will say um this is total narrative street but Duck Hodges posted a picture of he and James Washington together on Twitter on uh Monday morning I believe it was the two of them were out to duck hunting so Take that for what you will. Uh, there you we go. kept saying the whole time, wait till Mason Rudolph and James Washington get their college connection going. And it turns out maybe Devlin Hodges and James Washington now are best friends, uh, Duck Hunting. So you could see that maybe translate onto the field. Uh, we will find out. But man, that's stiff arm by James Washington. That was a man's stiff arm. Put that defender on ice skates and he bit the dust. Um, next piece of news here we'll get over into uh, is in regards to The Eagles, the reeling Eagles, my Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Doug Peterson saying that J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, or Arcega-Whiteside, is going to play an expanded role. Now, the team did just cut Jordan Matthews after, what was it, three games. Um, Clearly did not go well. The team was lacking depth at pass catching for the the Eagles there. So, you know, we've been excited about J.J. Arcega-Whiteside for a while here on the pod. Liking his game coming out of Stanford Kent, any change in the offense here with JJ moving forward?
2: Um no. I wasn't I was never particularly high on JJ Arthega Whiteside anyway. I know a lot of people kind of disagreed with that, but then that you know that's okay. But I don't think he's anything significantly better than what they were missing before. Um This is just a mess. I mean, Carson Wentz did not has not looked good in the last couple weeks and I don't think the issues with this team right now are which receiver is catching the ball. I think it might be a little bit more on Wentz's shoulders. So until that improves, the receiving weapons are going to continue to be lackluster, a little bit boom busty. I mean, you might get you know a touchdown or something on a long play, but there's not a lot of reliable stuff here. You know, I I even thought that. Like the tight ends were in a good spot, and and that didn't really work out unless you play in like full PPR um, for either Ertz or um, or Dallas Cordier. So I I don't know. It's our Sega Whiteside doesn't really do much for me. I, I, am I out of am I out of the line here?
0: No, I don't think so. I think that j Jaw. I was. I think I liked him, but as a Alshon replacement in a year or two from when he got drafted. And we're still not there yet. Um, I think he's a developmental guy that's going to have to get better at a lot of other things before he's really viable for fantasy. The one place he would be great is if this team was in the red zone all the time, because he can catch jump balls. We even saw it a couple times this season, but they're not in the red zone very often because the offense is awful. Pretty much. One of like the five worst offenses in the last few weeks. Sorry, bets they He's have right been in your face. <laughs> I Don't know what's going on. Uh, actually, I do know what's going on. They don't have Deshaun Jackson, and honestly, that is pretty much everything. They, when he was there, stretching the fields, it, it, they everybody looked better. And now that they don't have a burner really at all, uh, it's been bad. So I don't expect J. Jaw to change much.
1: Yeah, we're going to get into this game here a little bit later. We're going to talk about the. Uh, Eagles and Dolphins later, but, uh, it does feel like a get right game for this offense. Alshon is probably going to be back. Nelson Aguilar practicing full today. Uh, we're going to talk about Jordan Howard at the game, uh, breakdown, but it does not look like he'll be available this week either. So, uh, more things to talk about with the offense as a general there for the Eagles. We will see, uh, more detail here in a minute. Next piece of news Drew Locke splitting reps in practice with Brandon Allen. Uh, Does he start this week for the Broncos?
0: Seems like it's very possible. Uh, Do not care at all whatsoever (laughs) uh, about either of these guys. It is rough either way for the Broncos and for pretty much everyone. Um, I don't expect Cortland Sutton to... It really to matter too much to Cortland whether it's uh, Locke or Brandon Allen. Obviously the Broncos would like to get Locke out there and see what they got in him though so that's why I expect they will probably do it.
2: Yeah I mean I like I like Drew Locke as a prospect and I knew he was going to take a year or maybe even two to develop into something that's that's workable and that's what Joe Flacco was supposed to be the, the segue guy between the two and he fell apart completely and now I mean Brandon Allen is no better. I, I honestly have no idea uh, what they're going to do in the meantime. I don't I don't think Drew Locke should start yet, uh, but I do like him long-term. So I, for this year, whatever, a horse apiece, it doesn't really matter to me.
1: Yeah, and this is a run-first offense through and through. I mean, they're, they're rushing the ball at one of the highest rates in the league. Um, but, man, I, I'd, I'd be nervous if I was a Cortland Sutton owner if it was to be Drew Locke. I mean, the kid's coming in for a first start this week. Cortland Sutton has been an absolute monster this year a revelation for that offense because they have lacked pass catchers for sure and lacked explosiveness. He's provided it. We'll see if it actually is Drew Locke, but I would say mm-hmm. it's probably still going to be Brandon Allen, I would think, for at least this week. We'll see what happens here, though, as the week goes on and into uh, the rest of the season. Last piece of news here, and we'll just be quick on this. Delaney Walker to injured reserve. Um, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate for this guy at his stage of his career. I'll just speak to it real quick. Uh, obviously, coming off of the ankle surgery from last year which he injured in week one, an ankle fracture dislocation, big time surgery, big time rehab and recovery and it just didn't go uh, the way it was supposed to for Delaney Walker having a setback in season and just never got to come back. So now Johnu Smith back as the full-time tight end for the rest of the season moving forward. Um, Okada, you and I have, have coined the tight end like 8 to 14 as the what is it the poopy tight end here? <laughs> uh polished turd tier. Polished turd tier, that's what it is. Yes. Because it's just man, what are you going to do? Like does he fall in that range or can Janu take a step forward at all elevate himself for fantasy?
0: <sighs> we haven't seen it so far. Um Janu's had chances. He had zero targets last week. He had a few games before that with targets and still was not great uh in the last couple weeks. He's pretty much had two, maybe three decent games all year. He's still a guy who could step up uh, and maybe even get ahead of that polished turret tier, for sure. He he has that talent, but I don't see it happening right now, and I wouldn't trust putting him out there in my lineup over the polished turret tier uh, until I do. Having said that, he is in that tier pretty much. He is a guy who could get five targets and 50 yards in a given week. So if you're streaming, he's worth a look.
2: Yeah... But- I it's you're right, he's gross. I mean, even in the time when uh Delaney Walker wasn't playing at all, he's only like tight end fifteen. It, it's not anything to write home about, and tight end is just disgusting. I mean just awful. I, I despise my teams that I have to stream tight end this year. It is completely unbearable. Um, you know, there were other teams where I swung and miss early on guys like OJ Howard, but I think I'd still prefer trying to do that every year than then intentionally going with the streaming option anymore i'm done with it
1: yeah uh absolutely disgusting for sure uh all right fellas that does it for the news we are going to talk about injuries as we go through all these games and we're going to start with the thursday games and we have a three uh three game slate here on thanksgiving one of my favorite days of the year for football i know you guys both agree for sure Uh, But this this Chicago-Detroit game, man, it does not have the same appeal that it once had when you talk about Matthew Stafford, Matty Snapbacks on the field on Thanksgiving, as he always is, uh, connecting with previously Megatron, now uh, J.J. Zacharyson's Babytron in Kenny Galladay. But it is going to be Jeff Driscoll. Now, I will say he did deal with some hamstring tightness and soreness after last week's game, which could really affect the offensive production here for the Lions. I don't know if anyone's starting Draft Driscoll, you know, only in maybe a two-quarterback league. So we can kind of skip him as far as analysis. But let's talk about the run game because, man, it has been uh, it has been rough to watch for sure there. Bo Scarborough out of nowhere comes in, gets a ton of work. I mean, he got 18 carries last week. But for me, it just feels like you need to rely on him to get into the end zone. This Bears defense has been, been you know, beatable on the ground. Kent, are you able to, to play Bo Scarborough as an RB2 this week?
2: I mean, if, if you picked him up, you're probably in a situation where you kind of have to. Um, it, he gets the opportunity and you just have to kind of run with that, that pun intended completely. You got to get used to this, fellas. I'm back in business. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's not the best matchup. It's okay. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. It's going to be really ugly. Driscoll might not even play. Um, apparently. So. I, I mean, yeah, he'll probably touch the ball 20 plus times and you don't ignore that even if your name is Bo Scarborough. So, uh, yeah, you probably play him as a, as an RB3. And if, if you absolutely need to, um, you know, plug him in to lineups this week to win your way into a playoff situation, he, he's going to get opportunity and he's probably not going to give you a zero. So I think he's a safe guy who will get you five points minimum. Uh, but maybe only a maximum of nine points if he gets a touchdown. So that's all I see out of him.
1: Yeah, completely touchdown dependent uh, for sure. Okada, we'll kick it over to the pass catchers here in this game. Um, last time these two teams played, we saw Kenny Galladay find the end zone on what was a blatant push-off, I'll be honest. But I believe <laughs> on a previous show, you said that was one of the best throws of the season that you had seen, and I laughed at you, and I will do so again. With that statement, Uh, what are your thoughts here on Marvin Jones versus Kenny Galladay?
0: It's Galladay ahead, but it's not by much. I think it's pretty similar to what we've seen all year. Um, Obviously, going up against the Bears is not ideal, so that bumps them both down a little bit. But they're still both starters for me. Uh, Galladay in the back end of the wide receiver two range, Marvin Jones in the flex range uh, at least. It, obviously, it definitely is if Driscoll is out there. And yes, I stand by the fact that, that throw is incredible. How dare you scoff at the <laughs> brilliance of that throw? Um, but yeah, if Driscoll's
1: out there, I'm rolling both guys out in pretty much every league. Fair enough. I am very hesitant on that for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. we haven't seen much from this passing attack, and honestly, without the touchdowns, Marvin Jones has been uh pretty meh. Honestly and I don't know that I really want to trust him in this matchup against the Bears' defense, giving up the second-fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. So for me, I'm I'm kind of shying away. Uh, I think Kenny Galladay, you know, it depends on your options. You might have to play him, uh, honestly. But now there's cleared 80 yards in a game with Driscoll. So uh, no thanks. On to TJ Hawkinson. Um, man, it's just this tier of tight ends. Like, what can we even say? Can anyone give me some hope here on TJ Hawkinson? <laughs> Define hope.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I, I don't know. Catch a, pass. Catch a pass. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you that hope. I'll give you that hope. I think he catches a pass, but having oh. said that, he only has one in his last two games, so maybe not. Um, yeah, it's rough. He's been he's on a little stretch of awfulness, but he's gonna be a top twenty guy. Great.
1: I can't, can't, but like the window is small. So dude, week one, do you guys remember that TJ Hawkinson comes out freaking 150 yards, finds the end zone twice. Um, that was fun. Well, when uh,
2: I, when that happened, I thought he was going to be the best thing since Gronk. I mean, I thought it was, yeah, I, I can't believe he's had such a stark transition away from that first game, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I maybe a couple catches. That's all I can really promise for you, but um, unlikely to get much more than that.
0: Yeah. For the record, I will point out that game was against the Cardinals. So there's your
1: answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. That explains it all. Shots fired to our friends, uh, Andy, Mike, and Jason of the Fantasy Footballers currently in the live stream chat, uh, giving us a hard time. Shout out to their Arizona Cardinals for being uh, uh, terrible. Against a, the- a hard time.
2: <laughs> I- I'm seeing a lot of beard um uh, appreciation in the chat right now. So. <laughs> I don't know, Bets. Maybe you're getting a hard time, but me me and Okada (laughs) are getting (laughs) plenty.
1: Okay, listen. I have the facial hair pattern of a 10-year-old child. I cannot grow (laughs) facial hair at all. And multiple times in a week, I'll usually cut myself shaving. So I am uh, not on the level of Kent or Okada, unfortunately, with Okada's awesome stash. That is sad news. Um, On to the other side of the ball here. We'll talk about the Bears. Real quick, injury updates. Uh, upgrade for the offense Trey Flowers is in the concussion protocol and the number two cornerback for Detroit Rashawn Melvin is out with a rib injury so you're looking at an offense that in general has been pretty lackluster but the Detroit Lions we know give it up to opposing fantasy players looking at quarterbacks running backs and wide receivers let's start with Mitch Trubisky Okada you played him last week because you had to can you play him again this week
0: Listen, man, it worked for me last week. I uh, Not only did I win, but I smashed my matchup with Darnold and Trubisky, if you recall us talking about that, and took over the one seed in that uh, Dynasty League that we're in. So, yes, I'm rolling him out there again. Uh, obviously, not in the QB1 range, but in the high-end QB2 range. I think he can be solid again. Um, and I'm definitely rolling out Allen Robinson too. Outside that... You could take a shot on a Taylor Gabriel, uh, but it's a shot for sure. No, you can't. He is
1: out. Concussion. Oh! You can't take a shot! No shots. I, honestly, though, I do like it for um, Anthony Miller. That is an upgrade and sneaky okay, DFS play, Javon Wims is going to see an every down Ooh. type of workload as a wider receiver. Uh, I set some, some DFS lineups today. He, has $3, he is $3,000. He's in my lineup at a few spots, so I am playing him uh, in a couple of lineups, when he catches a touchdown tomorrow, you can all think of me. Uh, but I agree with you, man. Allen Robinson has seen a massive jump in target share inside the red zone when Taylor Gabriel is out. Now we have no Trey Burton. Now we have no backup tight end. Uh, I think he's going to smash this week. And we saw it a couple weeks ago. You know, Nagy was creative enough to get him away from Darius Slay. I think he can do that again. So I love him this week. Uh, Kent, do you agree with us on Allen Robinson?
2: Yeah, it's... <sighs> You know, he's been so, he's been getting a solid amount of targets. I, I will not deny that. It, the biggest problem I have is he, he either gives you like a hundred yards or five in the yeah. last couple games, and that's scary, especially uh, as we get closer and closer to these these make or break weeks. You know, in the playoffs for some people, it's it's a little bit scary. You're connected to Mitch Trubisky, which has been not big, not pretty this year. Um but I, you got, again, similar to Bo Scarborough, I follow the volume. And Allen Robinson, I still believe, is talented, much more talented than Bo Scarborough is at his, at his position. So, yeah, you play him. He's a solid, probably mid wide receiver, too. Um, and, yeah, I think he's worth playing.
1: Yeah, definitely agree with you on that. Um, let's kick it over to running backs. Man, it's so frustrating with what David Montgomery could be and what he's not. <laughs> Being because of a lack of workload (laughs) or volume. I mean, I I say that, but it actually has been pretty consistent. He's gotten double digit carries in four of his last five games. So it's not like he hasn't been used. It's just not really the degree that we want him as fantasy players. You know, we want him to be 18, 19, 20. He's at like 10, 11, 12, 13. So um, ceiling is capped, but the matchup is great. Tariq Cohen, though, is also interesting. The defense for the Bears uh, certainly gives it up. Sorry, for the Lions, certainly gives it up to the running back position. And they give up, you know, um, uh, receiving yards, third most in the league to opposing backs. You have to pick one. Who are you playing? Ooh. Have to pick one? You have to. Uh,
2: I think I still go David Montgomery.
0: Ooh. Oh, uh, we're saying half EPR?
1: Half EPR. Yeah. Uh, Tariq. You go Tariq. Tariq. Break tie, yeah, break the tie. Oh, man. Half PPRS logo, Monty. Full PPR, Easy Cohen. Okay. All right. Yeah, I,
2: I can yeah. I can get with that.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that does it for that game. Anyone have anything else to add into the Bears versus Lions? May I- no. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> I don't. I
2: almost don't even want to watch that game.
1: <laughs> I True. So- I will yeah, though. No I will. Like Thirty-seven. It's going to be so much defense. Um, yeah. But one game that I'm really excited about is Buffalo at Dallas. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, Buffalo is going to beat Dallas in this game. And Let's go. the spread is at seven points. I was shocked when I saw that. So Vegas is expecting Dallas to return to form. But, man, they have been just giving the Eagles a chance to actually make a run at the, the playoffs here in the league uh, in the NFC East. And now we have Jerry Jones coming out saying, basically, if the Cowboys don't win first place in the NFC East and make the playoffs and make a run, he's out. So... It's now or never. We'll see what happens. But this Bill's defense is really solid, uh, and they don't give it up much through the air. We'll start with Dak Prescott, man. He's been a a revelation again for us in fantasy. Super good value in drafts. Are you playing Dak in a tough matchup against Buffalo?
0: Playing? Yes, probably. Um, Mainly because if I have him and I'm where I'm at in fantasy right now, still playing, it probably is because he got me there or at least largely helped get me there. And he's my number one quarterback and I'm going to roll him out at, you know, regardless of the matchup, which this is a tough one. Having said that, if you have another guy, um, or if there's a great streamer available, I would consider looking at it. He has gone as the Cowboys have gone this year, which is when they play a good team, an actual, like, decent team with a winning record, they suck. And when they play a bad team, they crush. So it, there's a chance he has another, a, you know, a little bit of a Dak dud. But I'm rolling yeah. him out. There. He's gonna be a ba- yeah Dak dud. He's gonna be uh, around the QB one, QB two turn for me. Uh, yeah, mean, he's there for sure.
2: Oh God, what 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 I'm hearing is that Dak Prescott is the new Kirk Cousins, is that is that correct?
0: And, and Kirk Cousins
2: is now good.
0: <laughs> uh, Kirk Cousins is uh, losing
1: number one pass rating in the entire league. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> he, he's yeah. playing well. Yeah. He sure is. But yeah, I mean for for Dak like you have Amari Cooper, he's banged up, he's not 100%. He's going to see Javius White. Who, for the most part, has shut players down, not named Devonte Freeman, which or Devonta Parker, excuse me, which is silly to even say. <laughs> um yeah, so I don't know, man. I think I think Amari struggles. This defense plays a lot a ton of zone, and Dak has not played as well against Zone th- so far this year. I see a spot where he's not gonna be in my top 12 when rankings come out. Um and as a result, I downgrade the passing attack for the Cowboys. However, one spot that I think is an absolute smash is Zeke this week. We've seen him kind of sputter here in recent weeks. This Bills defense is soft against the ground game. We saw Philip Lindsay have a nice uh, output last week. And we've seen it all year. They rarely stack the box. Does Zeke explode in this matchup? Because fantasy owners are, are wanting it. We, they haven't had it in several weeks. Is this the spot? I think
0: it relies on his involvement in the, pass, the, uh, the passing game because I agree that the Bills are going to win this game. Uh, oh. Sorry to have the chat. But if the Bills get up, this could be a game where we just see a lot of Dak chucking the ball at Amari and Michael Gallup and Zeke kind of getting forgotten. For Zeke to really excel, I like to see him get, you know, 20 plus carries, start whacking defenses and breaking off big runs and scoring touchdowns. This could definitely be a game where that does not happen. So for him to be good, I think he has to get involved with five or six catches. I'm not feeling great about him. He, I mean, he's still going to be an RB1 for me, but relative to where he could be, depending you know, in a better matchup, it's going to be a little tougher, I think, in this game.
1: See, dude, for me, though, like the image I have in my head of what's going to happen tomorrow is uh, mm-hmm. Jason mm-hmm. Garrett with his stupid belt on, which is massive, and True. clapping on the sideline 700 times for every play. And True. they're going to go back to their old ways because he knows, dude, if, if we don't win this game... Uh, I could be gone. And the old ways are Zeke, Zeke, and more Zeke. I think he goes absolutely nuts in this game. I've got him ranked as my RB1 this week. Uh, I think it's, it's the week it actually happens. So uh, I feel great about Zeke. Any other pass catchers that you want to talk about, Kent? Talking about maybe uh, Randall Cobb uh, or heaven forbid, Jason Witten, <laughs> Michael <laughs> no. Gallup, any of those guys speak your interest.
2: Yeah, not not interested in Jason Witten so much. However, oh, I think Michael right. Gallup, Michael Gallup's probably the guy I'm most interested in. Um, Cobb has certainly had a couple weeks here where he's been impressing, I think, compared to what people expected him to be in this offense. But um, Gallup has looked amazing, and well uh, Cooper's going to be dealing with Tredavious White, I think Gallup's going to be the one to benefit from that. So... I don't know. I, I I think that Cooper. I'm I'm so on the border right now of if I want to start Cooper or not. But I think he's going to have a rough day, and I think Dak is going to still try and pass the ball. Um, and Michael Gallup's going to be the main beneficiary of that. Zeke will get involved too. I do think it's a solid game for Zeke. Um, but they're going to pass. They're they're going to try and pass. Kellen Moore is going to guide them towards passing salvation, and Dak is going to help him get there as well. So yeah.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, Uh, really quick. I will say we if there's one thing we know about Amari Cooper, he can disappear in games every now and again. This does feel like one of those games where Tredavious White, if they lock him on Cooper, could disappear and we could see a huge Michael Gallup or Randall Cobb 10 target game. So I'd be interested in looking at both of those guys in like a DFS situation. Uh, I'd lean Gallup, but in a PPR, I think Cobb could be decent.
1: Yeah, Gallup is going to get an awesome matchup. He, get, he takes on Levi Wallace, the cornerback uh, two for the Bills. He's gotten burned, 69% completion percentage, almost 500 yards and four touchdowns when yep. targeted this year. He's going to eat tomorrow. I definitely feel confident about Gallup as well. On the Bills' side of the ball, uh, Josh Allen just gets it done, man. QB one week after week with the rushing floor. I assume that you all are comfortable playing Allen in what perceives to be a difficult matchup. Perfect. I want to give uh, fantasy owners the confidence to start him because I definitely (laughs) am willing to with his rushing floor. Devin Singletary is a guy, again, Okada, we talked about it. You know, it just seems like the upside isn't really there the way we want it to be. You know, the the Bills still give Frank Gore a ton of looks. But last week, 21 carries was really encouraging to see first 100-yard rushing game of his career. Can we count on him in this matchup?
0: I think so. And I'm going to go down narrative street. Big time here, but I think that there's a chance that Frank Gore pass his Barry Sanders mark. He's got the third and that's it. And they just and let him off up to the sunset. And we do not see him vulture from Devin Singletary like we have. Again, massive narrative street. But I think that there's a chance that Singletary is his backfield now. And we see 15 to 20 car- uh, carries from him every week from now on. Um, and I do like him in this game. I'd roll him out there as an RB2 for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm with uh, you on that. Yeah, I tell you what,
2: I, I love this Singletary kid. You watch him play, he is explosive laterally and forward and backwards. He's a downhill runner. He's got it all. I mean, he can catch the ball too. He looks outstanding. Um, I can get on board the Narrative Street uh, Express here a little bit with Okada. I, I kind of like that call. Hey, uh, by the way, how much does he need in order to get there? What Do you know yeah, how far? Last week. Oh oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah
2: so you you're saying now he's done? Like they're just yeah, gonna fail okay, that try. that's okay, that's what I thought. So yeah, uh that's a decent call. I mean, the matchup isn't the best, but um if he continues getting twenty carries, he's gonna pop one or two big runs off uh and probably score a long touchdown. I I love this guy.
1: Yeah, we have a, a good friend of the show, David, uh head of fantasygo.com, one of our sponsors, in the chat says, I'm playing singletary over Devontae Freeman. Does not feel good about it. Hopefully, David, we gave you some confidence. Do you guys Ooh. agree? Uh, uh, I, over- I feel great about
2: that. Um, yeah, yeah. Freeman coming back from injury going against the Saints defense? Nah, no, thank you.
1: Yeah, and we're, we're going to get to that game here in a second. Let's real quick just touch on the pass catchers in Buffalo. Uh, John Brown, man, so consistent. 50 yards or a touchdown in every single game this season. Um, we, we downgraded him last week because of Chris Harris Jr. This week, he does get another tough matchup, but... We've seen him essentially be matchup proof. Are you guys still good rolling out John Brown? Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
2: you guys might remember. I was a pretty big portrayer uh, of John Brown before the season, so I was really excited about his match on his team with Josh Allen, who I think for, has improved considerably since last season as a thrower. I mean, I think they've yeah. dialed back his, his yards per attempt a little bit, but – uh, his air yards per attempt, I should say, but uh, he's still working out great. He's consistent. You said he has a solid floor, and he still last week had that long touchdown, uh, even in the tough matchup. So yeah, I- I'd start John Brown every single week.
1: Love it. Um, let's kick it off over to the next game, the Thursday night game. We have got the Falcons and the Saints. Um, guys, we'll keep it simple on the Saints side of the ball. Drew Brees, you're starting. Michael Thomas, ridiculous. You're starting. Alvin Kamara is in a smash spot. You are starting uh, anything else that you want to chat about in that game on the same side of the ball.
2: Nope. On that's the same it. side. Uh, Jared, Jared cooks a solid tight end right Jared now. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a mid tight end one right now. So um, I'm fine with that. But other than that, no, that's, that's pretty much all.
1: Latavius Murray. Uh, not confidently. Yeah. Me. I mean, you look at what he's done in recent times. It's um, he hasn't hasn't passed Kamara in any sense of being able to get a, a workload management type of issue where like you know they see other players with Gurley, they're dialing back Kamara. When he's in there, he is in there on almost every single play. Latavius Murray averaging thirty eight yards per game since Kamara returned from the injury. If he doesn't get in the end zone, I mean, he, he ruins your week. So I am definitely not interested in Murray. At all. One thing quickly we will talk about the entire left side of the offensive line is going to be out. Andres Pete and Teron Armstead both dealing with injury. I talked about it on the injury recap pod, so go back one episode and check that out if you want more details. But uh, that could be something that we, we might see this uh, this group run to the right side. We might see Drew Brees under a little bit more pressure, or we might see you know Sean Payton just game plan and say, okay, short passes, get the ball out of Drew Brees' hands. Let's see him do that quickly and, you know, counter uh, that downgrade, essentially. On the Falcon side of the ball, Julio, I think, is the biggest talking piece here. And I'll give you my two cents from injury, and then you guys can go ahead and talk about fantasy. But we're talking about an AC joint sprain on a player that is four days out from injury. Even if this is a grade one, which is a very minor injury, you know, it's at least a one to two week recovery until he's fully healthy. But Julio is just this guy who, dude, like he does not miss games. He's tough as nails. He's going to try to play through this. Officially listed as questionable, but I think he does go. Um, Yeah, man. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore is going to be back with a hamstring. I'm still playing Julio because you almost have to, but I'm nervous about him, man. Also, a foot injury two weeks ago. Like The dude is just not right. My hope is he gets through this game and then finally kind of gets a week and a half off and can come back. Are you guys still playing Julio in this matchup?
2: If if he starts, you play him. I mean, I think it's as simple as that. Um, you you probably don't feel great about it with the injury. He could, you know, kind of do that decoy deal or you know re-injure it real quick and get popped out of the game. But if if we're looking to other pass catchers as an option, if you really truly need some upside, I think this is a good game to get it. Uh, the Falcons against the Saints, so. You know, Calvin Ridley's probably going to get 30 targets if, if Julio doesn't play. And then I think a sneaky, sneaky flex would be Russell Gage, who's had a couple of decent games um, recently. So maybe he would get enough volume to be playable as well against this sort of weak Saints secondary. So that's how I'm feeling about the pass catchers over there right now.
0: Yeah, Listen, if Julio goes, I think he go goes. Um, he plays his division opponents like crazy. I mean, last year on Thanksgiving, they lost big time and he had 150 ish yards. Um, <laughs> He's always, like you said, Betts, he's always got a little thing going on here and there, and he always plays through it, and he's still good. He's Julio Jones. So, I, I'm, yeah, he's a starter, and I think he's a decent starter. Maybe not an elite wide receiver one like we'd like to see if he was full 100%, but he's going to be up there top 15 for me for sure.
1: Yep, I think I'm with you on that. And screaming touchdown regression coming for Julio Jones. It has to happen uh, this week. I called it last week. I said if Odell doesn't score a touchdown, I'm done. I'm gonna say right now, if Julio doesn't score a touchdown, I'm done. So, you know, that <laughs> okay, on that one. Uh, anything else you guys want to chat about in this game? I, I think we should touch on Devonta Freeman real quick. He is coming back from that foot sprain from a couple of weeks ago. Um, full practices this week, but as we always say, you know, they they basically just do walkthroughs, so you can't really read into it too much. I'm nervous about Freeman. I have been all year. You guys remember that in August, I was telling you stay away. I'm nervous. Here we are, week thirteen. Are you playing him in this matchup? The Saints so good against the run game.
0: Yes, and I'm not doing it expecting great run production. I'm doing it expecting five catches and 40 plus yards through the air. Um, so ideally, it's a half or really ideally full PPR because that's where it really matters. In standard, I might stay away from him, but I expect him to get several catches in this game. He was getting targeted. Quite a bit uh, earlier this season, and I think that he'll be good in that respect in this game. So, in a half or full, I'm rolling him out there for sure. Uh, yeah, I that's fair.
2: you know, I, I mentioned it earlier that I don't think it's, I, I, it's a bad matchup, and then he's coming back from the injury. He, the the passing game, it will be what determines if he's if he's worth playing or not. I just think that if you have other options, you should look to them. That's, that's where I'm at with him. I, I don't want to rely on that. I mean, Brian Hill was gross. Quadri was gross. Uh, Ito Smith was gross. I mean, just everyone who's been running behind this line has just been, for the most part, gross this year, including Freeman when he was playing earlier. So, man, I don't know. I, I, like I said, you, got, you probably got to win this week if you want to make the playoffs, something to that effect. So if you have something a little bit more reliable, I'd go with it. Um, So, maybe like a low RB3 for me.
1: Devonta Freeman or Bo Scarborough?
2: Bo Scarborough.
1: Oh, my Lord. Yeah, I'm not even kidding.
2: Half. I'm I'm thinking
0: half. Yeah. In a full, it's easy Devontae for me. In a half, I'm probably still going Devontae, but I don't feel great about it. And I will say I'm sitting him in a league that has more than one flex spot, I believe. I have these and other options, but... Yeah, he's not an elite play for me, just one that I think you can do decent with.
1: Yeah, Uh, man, it's been rough this season for him. Let's kick it over to our Sunday slate that does it for Thanksgiving. So maybe you're listening to this podcast uh, at a later date. Maybe you missed Thanksgiving. You can listen to what we were right or wrong about, or you can go ahead and kind of skip ahead to this spot here in the show. But basically, let's kick it off with the first one o'clock game that we will talk about A riveting matchup between the sputtering Eagles and the Ryan Fitzpatrick Miami Dolphins. Um, We talked about Philly a lot at the top of the show. If you missed it, go back, rewind. We talked about uh, the wide receiver position, so we'll kind of skip that. at the exception of Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar, expected back. Obviously, it's the Dolphins. It's a good matchup. If Alshon's active, are you rolling him out there as a backhand wide receiver too?
0: That's close to being too high, but the freaking Dolphins, man. They are so bad. <laughs> high-end wide receiver three. I'm not going to quite give you uh, low-end wide receiver two, but I'll give you high-end wide receiver three. There. All right. He's playable for sure. Zach
1: Ertz, yeah. you're obviously starting him. Uh, actually,
2: I'm sorry. I need to give maybe a tiny bit of Ooh. breaking news. Not really. On thir- Thursday's news uh, injury report just came out for the Eagles, and he did not participate on a hamstring injury. Ooh. So... Maybe Zach Ertz is starting to be a little bit more gray area of whether or not he plays this week. What are your thoughts, Betts?
1: Uh yeah, probably too early to tell, honestly. Um, you know, these Wednesday reports are just so difficult to read into. Let's see what happens tomorrow on Thursday. And of course Friday. Oh, is it? We'll it's out.
2: Wednesday today, isn't it? I'm sorry, I'm I woke up at like four thirty today, so I'm a little bit out of it right now. But yeah, okay,
1: <laughs> Whew, okay. Um, but yes, we will update everyone as the week goes on. Of course, my article comes out Saturday morning, the full injury preview. So you will find that on there. But if he does play, you know, it's a smash spot. Dallas Goddard, you know, man, he's been something again. We want him to be relevant. He just hasn't been as much with the exception of touchdown passes. That's where he's been making his hay with Alshon back. Where will Dallas Goddard fall in your ranks?
0: I mean, if Hurts is out, way up there. But yeah. if not, he's still in the polished third tier, man. He's got as good a chance at a touchdown as anyone. And this is, uh, I sassed the Eagles earlier for not getting into the red zone lately. They'll be in the red zone in this game. The Dolphins are so bad. They will score touchdowns. And I think Goddard has a good chance at one of them. Yes. Yeah. I mean,
2: last week he had seven catches. I mean, he, you know, he had the fumble and whatever, but he didn't have a great outing uh, overall. But if you're playing full PPR, that's that's bankable right there. I mean, that's a startable tight end. So uh, I completely agree. If Ertz is out, Dallas is in a smash spot instead of Ertz, uh, but both are playable, I think.
1: Yeah, for sure. Running back situation. Again, I'll talk about it here with injury. Jordan Howard coming out today. Uh, news is that Doug Peterson basically saying, you know, he still has to regain strength and get stronger in his shoulder. Essentially, what he's dealing with is a nerve injury, which is not long term, but can take up to a month to regain your full strength. Sometimes, depending on severity, which we don't know, unfortunately, can take six weeks. Um, I don't think he plays in this matchup. Can we go back to Miles Sanders, who has looked good, but man, I feel like, again, has disappointed us. But this spot is a spot we can trust him. Do you guys agree?
2: Uh, trust. I don't know about trust. Um, I'm willing to start him. (laughs) So if that gives you any confidence, I mean, he's going to get double digit carries most likely probably in the 10 to 13 range and probably, you know, three ish receptions. So that's again, a startable running back. And I think this is obviously a really good matchup. So yeah, he's startable.
0: Cool. Yeah. Listen, there's one thing, Betts, that I trust less than Doug Peterson handling my fantasy running backs, and that is the Dolphins' defense. (laughs) So,
1: yes, please, roll him out there. Yeah, and and same thing for Carson Wentz. You know, if he gets Alshon back, uh, certainly he is in the streaming conversation this week and would be a strong play. Um, Anything else to add to the Eagles' side of the ball? All right. No. For the Dolphins, you're starting Devontae Parker because man, he has been the wide receiver 21 on the season. Yeah, the he's well. entered must-start category for me. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree, but how can you sit him after what he's done throughout the course of the season and the last month, where he has just become so solid? I mean, uh, he's the wide receiver 13 and half PPR from six week six to 12. So he yeah. yeah.
2: He's oh, he's pacing yeah. a thousand yard and six touchdown season. So the infamous fifth year breakout.
1: Classic. <laughs> uh, anyone else you want to talk about for Miami?
2: Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a QB too? Wow. Well, or, or I was going to say Mike Gesicki would be my only other potential oh, yeah. uh, play here it's, uh, yeah, maybe a streaming you know, tight end.
1: Yeah, six. I don't hate six, that. Six and seven targets over his last four games. So, certainly like to yep. see that. He has red zone upside as well. So, I'm with you there. Maybe a back end one, high end two for Gasicki. Our next game on the dock is Tennessee at uh, Indianapolis. We have got Tennessee coming off of a monster performance from Derrick Henry. No question about it. You are starting him again. But man, Ryan Tannehill looked good last week and added so much value on the ground. Um, you know, it's it's crazy to say. He would have been the quarterback one on the week if it wasn't for Lamar Jackson, absolutely embarrassing the Rams on Monday night. He's the top 12 quarterback this week.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah? I'm uh, going to yeah. say
1: it. Yep.
0: Listen, man. Ryan Tannehill is playing some football. He has been great since he took over as a starter, not just last week, pretty much overall. He has been really solid. And it feels like A.J. Brown is kind of stepping up uh, and maybe taking the mantle as the wide receiver one that the Titans have been trying to get now for a couple years out of you-know-who, uh, Corey McSuck Davis, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> what? That was a myth. Fortunately, they appear to have maybe hit on A.J. Brown, so having having him as an option definitely helps. Um, I'm, I'm going to start Dan Hill, and I'm definitely going to start A.J. Brown.
1: All yeah. right. Yep. I like the, the confidence there for fantasy players, Okada, with Darren Tannehill. QB3 from weeks 7 to 12. So he's been so solid. And the thing that I'm yep. loving is rushing. I mean, 4 for 38, 3 for 37, 7 for 40 over his last three games. Uh, yeah, you like that. I think he's a streamer as well. We touched on the wide receivers there. We talked about Johnu and Delaney Walker. Anything else to add to the Tennessee side of the ball?
2: Um,
1: nope.
2: Nope.
1: Okay. On the Colts side of the ball, Marlon Mack is once again out, recovering from that hand fracture. Jonathan Williams, who, man, 30 carries over the last two weeks. Start. (laughs) You guys are confident in Jamal, uh, excuse me, Jonathan Williams this week.
0: Yes, it's funny uh, because we're doing a lot of nodding, Kent and I, while we wait for you to finish talking. And in my mind, I'm like, that's a signal that we are really excited and want to talk about him, Bets." But I'm realizing that we're on a video live stream so everyone can actually see it. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) we are both in uh, all the Jonathan Williams. This Listen, the, the Colts offense, I don't want to say Arby's don't matter. But when you have a good enough offense that is made to work well with the run game, like the Colts do this year, like the Chiefs have for multiple years, you roll the guy out there, whoever it is. Jonathan Williams taking the mantle and being actually even better than you could have asked for or expected. So 100% rolling him out there. Probably going to be an RB1 for me. Oh, yep. my god!
2: Yeah, low in RB1, high RB2 for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. They took the ball out of Jacoby Brissett's hand last week. I mean, yeah. plain and simple, they just didn't allow him to pass the ball. They just ran, 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 uh, right up the gut. But you know what? They got it done. Uh, what what did what did he end up with? Twenty two rushing attempts, I think. Uh, Jonathan Williams last week, something uh, yeah. like that. Is it's just, I they're gonna do that again, even though the Titans is a solid, uh, defensive seven. So, I I still think he's a fine play. Probably gonna rumble his way to. 70 yards and probably a touchdown again.
1: Yeah, this offensive line is top three in the league, especially with run blocking, man. I think honestly, Okada could be behind the line and it would go well (laughs) for the offense. So yes, I'm with you on starting him. I don't think I'll rank him as a RB one. I just don't know if I can do it, but I'm going to have him as a solid RB two. So yes, you are starting him. I agree. Um, uh, T Y Hilton last week was definitely on a snap count. Only played on 37% of snaps coming back from the calf injury. Uh, again, he should be active. We'll see how practice goes this week. Reportedly did not suffer any setbacks in the game. But this is smart, man. This is smart by the Colts. I want to see more teams do this, where they're just managing guys coming back from risky injuries. Uh, limit the exposure. Limit the re-injury risk. And it seems that that was a good move. I think we'll see more of T.Y. Hilton this week. But he is going to see a Dory Jackson. Does that worry either of you guys?
0: <sighs> a little bit, yeah. Um, if there's a... if if i had to pick a corner to keep up with ty hilton adory jackson would be among the few names i would consider um so that definitely does make things tough i still don't know if hilton will be quite you know to 100 percent. and i think i recall seeing the Colts saying specifically that they kept like held him back from running deep streak routes last week yeah. to just to kind of protect that injury so I think that they probably still don't give him the full gamut of those that they might normally do, and against a tough corner as well, it makes it maybe a little bit trappy for me. I think he'll still be, you know, a flexible play, but I'm not gonna roll him out there as a high-end wide receiver too, like I might normally do.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And any other pass catcher, honestly, uh, is irrelevant. Zach Pascal wanted it to be a thing for a minute, and he was not. Cl- failed to clear 40 yards in five of the last six games. I um, Okada, go, or Ken, yeah. go ahead. Well,
2: I will say, uh, as far as pass catchers, Jack Doyle becomes someone who is interesting yeah. now uh, with Ebron on injured reserve. So that's the only other guy, though, in this offense that I want catching the ball.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, we've seen these guys have success in the past, and we have seen a tendency for Brissett to target Ebron a bit more than Doyle, and hopefully that changes now that he's the only show in town at the tight end position. Uh, we will see. I think he has a very solid play this week as well. At the next game, we'll talk about here is the New York Jets and the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, this is going to be so gross to talk about. <laughs> Let's start <laughs> with Cincinnati. Andy Dalton back under center after they finally figured out what they have in Ryan Finley, which is nothing. Uh, so Dalton's back under center. Real quick uh, for the pass catchers, you know this is an upgrade. I am so excited for Tyler Boyd Okada. Can he get right in this game, which last week we saw him come out and tell you know the offense, I need more targets, I need quality targets. He went up for a nice touchdown reception, a deep bomb. Can he beat these Jets corners because everyone has this season?
0: Yes, 100%. I, I don't think this needs to be a get right game because I think he already got right last week. I think this is a... Yeah, I'm back. I'm Tyler Boyd, and I'm good. I I don't know how many of those catches you guys watched, but and we've talked about this, bets in the offseason and throughout the season a couple of times. I watched a lot of tape on him this uh, past offseason. There are a few guys with his contested catch ability, I think, in the league. He is a beast. So, yes, with Andy Dalton back, I think that's a boost. Yes, I think he already is back uh, to the form that we had kind of hoped for and expected. And with the matchup, being what it is, I think he's going to be a high-end wide receiver, two for me this week.
1: Yeah, love it. I'm with you there. In the same game, let's just do a quick comparison. Tyler Boyd or James Crowder? Half EPR, Half EPR.
2: Boyd. I, I'm Boyd, yeah.
1: Boyd or Robbie Anderson? Boyd. Boyd. All right, perfect. Um, you know, Auden Tate is a sneaky, I think, wide receiver three. Deeper flex play. He was solid when Andy Dalton was in there, so I still like him. And one other side note, John Ross is eligible to return in two weeks. So if you are a playoff-bound team and you need wide receiver help, maybe it's a deep 16-teamer or a 20-team NFL research uh, league, Okada. Maybe you want (laughs) to look at John Ross, just saying. Um, But outside of that, man, the tight ends have been irrelevant. You're hoping for a touchdown with Eifert. He's not getting a ton of targets. So, you know, it's, it's pretty much Tyler Boyd or bust. Joe Mixon, on the other hand, has been pretty solid over the last month. Getting a ton of work, but this Jets front seven is very solid. Um, I don't think it's a matter of if you can start him because I feel like you have to. Where does he fall this week in your ranks? High RB2. Yeah. High I'll, RB2? I'll, Are we talking 13?
2: Maybe 13? mid. uh 14? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, about, about there. 15-ish, okay. yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I'm lower, man. I've got him at 22 in my initial ranks. I, mm. I just feel like... Oof. This front seven is so solid. I mean, they're giving up like 3.06 yards per carry on the year. Like for Mixon, if he doesn't get the pass-catching work, which for the love of God, throw this guy the ball. He was one of the best pass-catchers coming out of college at the running back position. He needs passing work to make his day. So I'm nervous about him in this matchup. Uh, We shall see. On to the Jets, who have been solid this season. However, Sam Darnold is reportedly out after the game doing – things that any Party of the people would do. Yeah, celebrate the win, man. They've been so solid over the last month. The Jets offense coming back uh, in a big way. I think Sam Darnold is a great streamer this week against the Bengals. Do you guys agree?
0: 100%. He has averaged 300 yards and three touchdowns over his last two weeks. Both were against bad defenses, but... Surprise! The Bengals are also a bad defense. In fact, they're worse than both the teams they've played over the last couple of weeks. Third worst in the entire league. So, not only is Sam Darnold a streamer for me, I would play him in pretty much any defense lineup I could find. I think he's going to be a top... I was about to say top five. That feels a little rich. I'll go top seven. This week. I like it. No, I top five's not rich. He's
2: going to be top five rest of the season. <laughs> no, Have you, you seen his five. schedule going out? Bengals, Dolphins, Ravens, which you can pass on. You're gonna to need to play catch up, and then the Steelers. I mean, that's a pretty easy going out schedule. If you're counting these last couple games, he's going to be top five in this stretch when he started getting hot. I guarantee it.
1: I love it. I love the confidence there. I'm with you. Darnold is a, a must play this week if you've got him for sure. And if he's on waivers, stop what you're doing and go pick him up immediately. Put him in your lineup. Uh, Jameson Crowder down week last week, but I assume with the matchup we can go back to him.
2: Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with Crowder as a wide receiver yeah. three ish. Yeah. Flex guy. Yeah.
1: Robbie Anderson, any in interests? He's been better in the last week or two, but you know, it's just so volatile. Like he has to catch a touchdown or a deep pass to make his day. But if it's going to happen, this is the matchup. It,
0: yeah. Uh, It's concerning. It feels more like a Crowder game to me. So I'm not – and to Kent's point earlier of, you know, you kind of want a reliable play here unless you're playing, you know, a playoff-bound team and you're the seventh seed and you have to just throw a shot, then maybe you're looking at Robbie. But at this time of season, I'm probably looking for something more reliable. So I think I'm mostly going to stay away from Robbie this week.
2: Well, let's put it this way. If If it's between Crowder and Robbie Anderson, I'm picking Crowder.
1: Oh, easy. Yeah, easy. I agree. You'll be significantly higher in my ranks for sure. Ryan Griffin um, is in that middle tight end one tier uh, because of the fact that he is playing the Bengals and because of the fact that he's on the field for every snap, getting some work in the red zone. So you're starting Ryan Griffin. If you have him, Mm -hmm. Uh, let's move on from this game and get into the game of the week. In my opinion, how is this not primetime? We have San Francisco taking on the Baltimore Ravens man at this point. Like, What can we even say about Baltimore? If you have a Raven named Lamar Jackson, named Mark Ingram, named Hollywood Brown, named Mark Andrews, how are you sitting any of those guys because of what they can do in any given week? I mean, what else can you say?
0: Uh, I mean, you could say, hey, the 49ers is the best defense, certainly the best pass defense in the entire league. In fact, one of the best pass defense we've we've seen in decades. Uh, And to you who say that, I would say, psych! It's Lamar Jackson. We've already seen a bets. You remember when I talked about Kyler Murray coming off his first game against the 49ers, going into his second game against the 49ers, I said, there is a way to beat them and Kyler has the skills to do it. Lamar Jackson has Kyler's skills right now times two. Yeah. So, I think he torches the 49ers in this game. I think that a lot of people expect either a close game or even a 49ers win because of how good we've seen them. I think the Ravens smash this game. I think Lamar Jackson destroys. I think Mark Ingram gets a couple touchdowns. Anyone who's doubting the Ravens at this point is not watching football. They are disgusting. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that 49ers defense, this is like a classic case of unstoppable force meets immovable object I'd, the, the 49ers defense is really good i mean no one's going to ever say no to that i mean they've only allowed more than i 200 net passing yards twice this year. And that was to the Cardinals and the Bengals, oddly enough, which is really strange. But they've held guys like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson in check recently. Uh, Last week, I mean, the Packers just got demolished by this defense. And while they've had their own struggles, I think even Aaron Rodgers is a guy who people think can overcome stuff like that, and he could not. So we're about to find out. It's going to be a fun, fun game to watch. I know that for sure.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a great game. Um I definitely am with Okada on this one. I, I like what Lamar is doing. This, you know, last week was supposed to be tough. The Rams are supposed to be good on the ground. Mark freaking Ingram was averaging like 10 yards a carry, like every single play a gash for 7 for 12 for 14 yards. Like they cannot stop this offense with the way Lamar Jackson runs. I don't care how good this Niners defense is. They won't be able to scheme enough to stop the ground game because of the the amount of volume that they have on the ground. And how good the scheming is. So um, I I see them putting up points against the Niners for sure. Real quick, let's talk about it. The Niners D has just been a staple. I feel like for fantasy, are you playing them against the Ravens?
2: I I have them in in one league. Yeah, I do. But it, I'm nervous. It, I I tried to pick oh, up the oh, oh, Eagles oh. defense. If I had gotten the Eagles defense, I would have obviously taken them and, and ran with that. Um, but not getting the best matchup of the week, I'm still fine with the Niners.
1: Okada?
0: No, I can't do it. I mean, I you heard me just now talking about what I expect out of this offense. I don't think Lamar is going to give the ball away. I don't think they're going to have a great chance at sacking him because he's Lamar Jackson. And I think that the Ravens are going to put up points uh not unless, you know, there's nothing on the waiver wire worth streaming. But there's there are gonna be some guys. Feel free to hit us up, you know, on Twitter or in the Patreon if you're a patron and ask us 49ers or this random streaming defense? And I'll probably say this random streaming defense.
1: Yeah, I, I'm definitely nervous for sure. On the Niner side of the ball, um, you know, the passing attack I think is the biggest thing to talk about because I'm nervous with how good this defense is playing, with how good these three cornerbacks are for the Ravens. Debo has really emerged in the last month. Uh, Manuel Sanders, when healthy, is is solid as well. Outside of George Kittle, I'm not playing these guys. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree or want to chat about it, but I'm nervous about Manuel Sanders. I'm nervous about Debo Samuel. Um, yeah, I'm trying to
2: decide if I want to... Is this going to be a 10-target Debo Samuel game or a 2-target? Debo Samuel game you know I mean that's that's yeah. really what it boils down to but if it, if there's ever a time that he's gonna get more volume it's gonna be playing from behind against the Ravens if it's gonna play out the way Okada thinks it will uh which which is probably within the most likely realm of possibility so Kittle's a must start obviously if yep. you own Kittle you're playing him but um I think Debo's still semi-playable Emmanuel Sanders, what, what's the latest on his injury? I, I'm actually not up to date. Is he heading in questionable here or what, what's up with him? So
1: he made it through last week without having any setbacks with the rib injury. This is a situation much like Julian Edelman early in the year where he's always on the injury report. He will play, and I think we'll see each week a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more as far as routes run, snaps, et cetera, targets. So uh, I think you know if you're looking at it, my confidence in him from this week versus last week it's gonna be higher and as long as he doesn't have any setbacks the same is gonna be true next week I'm, I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna go with Debo I'll roll Debo and then sit Sanders all
0: right
1: yeah yeah I think
0: that's the same for me uh talking to Ken's point of is it gonna be a 10 or a two target game for Debo his little stretch of targets seven 11 10 all those games were close for the Niners. Uh, two against the Cardinals, one against the Seahawks that they actually lost last week against the Packers. Never close. No need to target Debo. That's why he had two targets. I think that even if this game isn't the smash for the Ravens that I expect, I don't think there's any way it's not close. I think that it's you know a down to the wire kind of finish in that situation, and Debo gets maybe not ten, but at least seven, eight targets. I'm willing to put to throw him out there as a starter for sure.
1: All right, and then real quick, we'll just chat about the running back situation. Uh, Matt Breda will probably trend in the right direction for this matchup. We'll see if he's active. Again, we'll update everyone as the week goes on. Um, Obviously, that would change Raheem Mostert's availability in lineups. I think Tevin Coleman is probably a guy that you probably still have to start because of how good the offense is in general, how much they scheme for the running back. The only question is how confident are you in, in him in your lineups? He okay. <laughs> Okada's face says it all. Has uh, he cracked the top 24? Has yes. he? Yet? No, is he going to... Oh, or right now?
2: 15? Oh, oh yeah, 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 okay. Um. Yeah, I'd say he's about 24. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I was going to say 22. Flex, 23 flex for range for sure, yeah. Yep. Okay. I think I'm with you in my initial ranks. I've got him at 24 exactly. So, yeah, I'm right there. Uh, startable, but certainly temper expectations for him. Um, All right, everyone, we will kick it over to the next game. Before we do, a quick reminder, check out our sponsor. And thank you to our sponsor for being good friends of the show, fantasygo.com. This place is awesome. It is the Uber of fantasy football. You go on on their website. You check out all the analysts that they have to offer. And right now, uh, they're running a special promo where you find the analysts you want. um, So you can search for Matt O, Matthew B. You find us. And when you do, your first week is free. So essentially, you hire us for free we are able to help you with lineup decisions. We look at start-sit, waiver-wire questions, and now they have this awesome concierge mode where essentially you know, you can play DFS and you can screenshot uh, prices of different players or talk through with us in a private chat. Your league mates won't know you're doing it either, so it makes you look like you're super smart, and it will help you get into the playoffs for Week 14 and beyond. So go ahead and check them out, fantasygo.com. All right, guys, we have two more games to get to. We will go through these next two pretty quick. Cleveland and Pittsburgh, we just saw this game two weeks ago. And, Ooh. man, what a game it was. I was five, five minutes left, uh, so we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> for for Pittsburgh, it looks like James uh, Connor is still going to be out with that shoulder injury. Benny Snell last week, 21 carries. The volume, if that happens, I mean, I feel like you have to play him can you feel confident in, in Benny Snell in your lineup, though? You know, we haven't really seen it except for this week.
0: So I'm going to throw a stat at you, Betts, because I wrote the pregame for our uh, network uh, on this particular game. They have had five different leading rushers in the last seven games. I don't feel confident with anyone. Uh, it could be... Jalen Samuels, it could be Devlin Hodges, it could be James Washington on a reverse, and that's all they get. Uh, uh No, I do not feel great starting Benny Snell. I don't even feel really that great about him as like a DFS shot. It could certainly happen. He did it last week, but it could also certainly happen that he is nothing and gets replaced by someone else. So I don't feel confident at all.
2: Be- Benny Snell is just Bo Scarborough wearing yellow and, and black. I right. mean, that's... And not on the Colts. And, well, uh, what?
0: It's a much better team. Uh, Lions is Boscar bro. Oh, 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 you're talking Boscar. I thought you were talking Jonathan Williams.
2: Oh, no. Uh, no, it's, I, yeah, it's, if, kind of. if, if Connor is out, then yeah. It, it, Samuels kind of has just been relegated. Boy, I don't feel confident <laughs> in that one, though.
1: No, um I, I think I'm a, I agree with you guys. Jalen Samuels, man, just kicked to the curb. Two carries, three catches last week. Played 30% yeah. of the snaps. Um, you can't start him, that's for sure. Because we don't know how it's going to look with Devin Hod- Hodges there, you know, as the full-time starter. We will see. We don't have a big sample size. But in that game where he did start against the Chargers, I believe it was like week eight or week nine, we saw them basically just hide Hodges. You know, they, they only threw the ball a few times. When they did, it was all short stuff. Check down. James Conner went bananas in that game. Um, I could see a similar scenario where you're just not excited about these pass catchers outside of the hunting narrative with James Washington. (laughs) You have to start one wide receiver, not named Juju because we think he's going to be out. Is it Deontay Johnson or is it James Washington?
2: James Washington, but uh, neither is my real answer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of
0: whatever side of the coin you pick for James Washington or Deontay Johnson and then flip. Uh, It's similar (laughs) to the running back situation. I I wish that I could sit here and tell you guys that I have a good expectation or reasoning or logic behind which of these guys will be good, but by the time the game ends uh, on Sunday, I think that anything that anyone will have said is likely to have fallen on completely deaf ears. We, I do not know what's going to happen with these offensive pieces. Um, so I prefer to, like Ken said, stay away from all of them. Yeah.
1: Well, we appreciate the honesty, Okada. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I, yeah, I don't know. If I have to pick one, it's Washington. He played the most snaps last week for the team. So I guess by definition, he's the wide receiver one. But we know the strength of this Browns defense is on the perimeter with Denzel Ward and company. So I am not excited about it by all, at all means. Here at all, you know, with this this matchup, Vance McDonald, man, do we need to say anything at all? Nope. No. Another another
2: tight end disappointment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not startable at all, which means, of course, he's going off for hundred and three this week. I <laughs> uh, hope seven. so, because I
2: have to start him in one <laughs> dynasty league. So
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, on the Browns' side of the ball, we saw Baker be really solid in this game a couple weeks ago. He has now thrown two plus touchdown passes in three straight weeks. Granted, it was Miami last week. Uh, Steelers defense is solid is Baker on the streaming radar this week
2: yeah I mean the only thing is I think there's I think there's other better streaming matchups than Baker and so that's probably the, the only thing hanging up from me saying yes uh, but he's probably a solid play
1: yeah I, I think I'm with you on that probably a high end QB2 in my ranks once those are finalized Nick Chubb again we don't even talk about it he has gotten 20 plus carries in every single game dating back to week six. And I remember we talked a lot about the Kareem Hunt versus Nick Chubb scenario mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, and even in pre-draft process, like, what would happen? Um, the answer is nothing. It's still equally as good for Nick Chubb, and Kareem Hunt is still getting his, and he has been super effective in the passing game. Nick Chubb, you're starting. The only question is, are you starting Kareem Hunt?
0: Mm, this is kind of like oddly similar to the Devontae Freeman situation, despite the fact that Hunt is the second running back on his team and Freeman is the first running back on his team. I almost see them the same way um, to where they'll, I think he'll get some rushing production. You know, he's had his carries have gone up each of his three games, four, six, eight. Uh, he had 37 rushing yards last week, but I think he's going to need four or five catches to really have a decent fantasy day. The Steelers, by the way, uh, pretty much since the trade deadline, Have been the best fantasy defense against running backs, so I don't expect you know as good of a game from either of these guys as we normally would see. But I'm still obviously starting Chubb and probably starting Hunt as a flex play.
2: Yeah, I I
1: agree to the T. Perfect. All righty, and Jarvis and Odell must start. Do you guys agree?
2: Yeah, I mean, pretty much. If you own Odell, yeah. What was that, Okada?
0: I said Jarvis over Odell at this point. Yeah.
2: It you're has wrong. been, yeah it, yeah, it certainly has been. It, I was just gonna say that if you drafted Odell, you probably just have to start him. Um, but I think it's a decent enough game where you'll be fine. It's just he's been an utter disappointment for his draft stock, and that's something you're gonna deal with. But uh, we are where we are, and you got to deal with it and, and move forward. So play him.
1: Yep, uh, you definitely have to. And you know, Jarvis Landry, man, I think in the conversation for fantasy MVP, he's not gonna win it when we talk about it, but. So solid. Everyone was down on him this year, this season. We had Andy Holloway from the Fantasy Footballers come on and talk to us. And I said, Okada, you're wrong. He's going to be a thing. I'm excited about Jarvis. That's my victory lap. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Let's get into the last one here. We have Tampa Bay taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's start on Tampa because again, I think it's easy to talk about. You know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin it must starts every single week because of the ceiling. And my lord, Chris Godwin. What a catch last week in the end zone on that uh, that hit that he had there on that short out route. Uh, a thing of beauty. He has been awesome this season. Mike Evans, equally as good. Jameis Winston, as good as those guys are, has been equally terrible at real-life football. But for fantasy, it works. Uh, is he another QB1 this week for you guys?
0: QB1, that's that's right on the fringe. I'd say he's a fringe QB1, probably more like a 12 to 13 guy for me. Jaguar's not you know, elite against quarterbacks in fantasy this year, uh, like we have seen from them in recent years, obviously. Um, and to your point, Jameis will throw picks in this game. I mean, if he doesn't throw two picks, I'll be decently surprised. If he doesn't throw one pick, I'll be shocked. But when you throw 350 yards and probably get two or three touchdowns out of those receivers it then honestly doesn't matter too much so he'll be startable
2: yeah the only the only spot i'm not starting him in fact i played him last week and dropped him cuz i'm just kind of over the interceptions was a 6 point touchdown f- minus 4 interception league uh um, it's frustrating it's just like is it going to be another five interception game out of Joe Jameis this week? And I just don't want to live with that, that stress. So I'm going to, I switched over to Darnold uh, off of him. So yeah, it's, he's sketchy, but he's thrown for over 300 yards uh, since week six. So you got to roll him out there.
1: Yeah. For me, man, he's just in that category where like you, you have to start him because of what can happen. Like, I would feel terrible if Jameis Winston went off for a 400-yard game and three touchdowns and I was like, man, I was too scared to play him. I feel like you can play him because of the receivers. like It just elevates him to a point where don't watch the game, do something else fun, don't worry about stressing, just look at the end of the day. Uh, It's going to be solid, even with a few picks uh, in his stat line, which will undoubtedly be there as they are every week. Um, Ronald Jones, yeah, no thanks. Uh, what do you guys think about Ronald Jones here in this matchup? For the last five games, he has had double-digit carries, and this defense just got absolutely eviscerated by Derrick Henry. Can I talk you into Ronald Jones?
0: Oh, you're gonna have to maybe do a little more talking bets. I don't know. Um, Derrick Henry has a special thing with the Jaguars. It's like they, you know, they, they made a deal at some point. They get some of his contract money, and they let him destroy them every year. Uh, so I don't know how much we can trust that. Having said that, they still are bottom ten against the, against running backs in fantasy. So it's a matchup that can be exploited. Uh, yeah, he's he's a you know flexible guy. Maybe back end RB two, I guess. I don't feel good about it. I hate Ronald Jones, but sure.
2: Yeah, it. I don't have much to add. I mean, he's getting a little bit more passing work recently, which is kind of a positive, but not anything exciting overall.
1: Yeah. Let's kick it over to the Jaguar side of the ball because, O.J. Howard, you are dead to me. Um, Nick Foles, I feel like, is on the streaming radar. This secondary is one of the worst in the league and the biggest pass funnel in the league. You can't run on them, but you can pass on them. I think Nick Foles is interesting. I also think DJ Chark is in for a solid day. I like the ancillary pieces there in DD and Chris Conley, but I have this weird suspicion in my head where the matchup isn't going to matter because of how much this offense wants to run the ball through Leonard Fournette. They came out last week and they said they were going to do it. What do they do? Down forty two to twenty, they are still running the ball at an absurd rate in the fourth quarter. They want Leonard Fournette having twenty to twenty five carries every week. Can that really limit how good of a matchup this is for DJ Chark and company?
0: No, uh, I think it's a fair, you know, uh, question mark to put on his ceiling uh, or on their ceiling, but it doesn't, this is like the, the dolphins. Do you trust Doug Peterson's hatred of running backs or the Miami defense more? In this case, do you trust the Jaguars desire to run Leonard Fournette or the terrible Buccaneers pasty more? And in this case, the, the Bucs pasty is, you know, bottom two in the league. Uh, if, they, if, if it hadn't been for the Cardinals allowing so many touchdowns, they would be the worst in the league it, from a fantasy perspective. So I'm rolling out everybody in the passing game.
1: All right. Okada's got the confidence. Kent, do you agree? Uh,
2: um, Yeah, Chark, Chark's going to be solid. Um, I think D.D. Westbrook actually is going to be semi-reliable as well, Um, looking like a solid PPR guy, as he always is and will be. But... Like you said, it runs through Leonard Fournette. Um, the dude's been awesome this year, and they'll probably continue that.
1: Alrighty. That does it for this uh, recap or preview, I should say, of all the games. We looked at a few one o'clocks, all the Thursday games, so we will definitely talk about the rest of them, Okada and I, later in the week on the Patreon show. If you want access to that, go over to patreon.com slash pod. We will drop that in there, and we are running a promo. your second month is free if you sign up, because Okada and I uh, we feel like Christmas is not long enough and we want to be giving. So we are giving uh, everyone a free month there on Patreon. Go over, check it out. Patreon.com slash Richards pod <laughs> last segment before we sign off. And we're going to get out of here soon. We have got a special game. Now, Okada, we have two things lined up. We have a head to head to head Thanksgiving draft draft, or mm-hmm. we can do a fun all time NFL pickup football game draft for free no fantasy relevance which <laughs> do you want to do i mean the all-time
0: nfl pickup draft was my idea so i feel like i have to vote for that one but i if i get outvoted, i've one ever said fine doing you know, the draft draft. Let, let's let's do that
2: let's do that draft. one we'll do okada's do yeah
0: all right Okada, explain the rules okay so here's the rules uh Betts, while i explain the rules you figure out the draft order so this is what we're doing the three of us We're having Thanksgiving. We just ate our meal. We waited a couple hours because no one wants to play football right after eating. And then we headed down to the park and we're going to play a little pickup football tournament. Tackle. No no flag football. This is full tackle. And every player in NFL history is there for the choosing. We each get four players, no position restrictions necessarily, plus us on our team. And the goal is to win the tournament. And the <laughs> listeners will vote on whose team is the best and would win. Yes, and and
2: I will write so, you
1: down on the back right. and we will take that. Well,
2: okay, I have one question. So we're going all time yeah. players. So let's say we pick yeah. a current player. Can we take them at like their their peak? How does you know you know what I'm saying? Or yes.
0: yes, whoever you pick, you can take at their peak. Okay. Okay. You can even put a year on it if you want, you know. Uh, I'm not going yeah. to the year and the player that I would suggest cuz he might be one of my picks but yes.
1: Okay. Right. We will keep it short and sweet. We will give a very brief explanation, say the player and we will move on to the next person. The random order generated is as follows: Kent then myself and then Okada you are third. Kent Kikutar taking first.
2: Okay, so it's us and four players you said, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, in that case, I'm going to start with 2007 Tom Brady as my quarterback.
0: Um,
2: going to lock him down. I knew that was going to be a favorite of Okada's, probably. I don't know if he was going to go with it, but um, taking the GOAT at his prime, uh, that's an easy one for me.
1: I, right. I like it. I know Okada likes that as well. I am up next, and you t- I'll tell you what, guys. This is unconventional. You're probably going to give me a hard time, but I don't care if we have every single player in league history available to us. I want to play football with Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I'm giving him in this matchup because I'll tell you what, I am not as in shape as i used to be i'll tell you that much and if i can just let him do a ton of work and i get to reap the benefits i am okay with that lamar jackson you are my quarterback
0: i figured that would probably be the case and i am okay with it in fact i'm so okay with it that i'm going to kind of go to the second version and i'm gonna take michael vick with my first pick uh prime falcons michael vick uh, probably can do just about everything your guy can do, Bets We'll see. It'll be close. And then for my second pick, because I'm on the turn, I'm going to go ahead and grab my running back. Hashtag running backs matter because I'm taking the guy that with this few players on the field, no one will be able to tackle. It is going to be Barry Sanders. Uh Extra, you know, uh awesome that he's a lion because it's Thanksgiving, but just give me some Barry Sanders. He will outspin and outjuke every defender you throw his way.
1: Alrighty, right, back to you.
2: Uh is it back to me? I thought it was nope, you. Yep, to okay. <laughs>
1: uh don't listen to the host. Um yes, my next player is going to be another uh guy that man, he's just such an absolute freak of a wide receiver with Lamar Jackson throwing the ball. Give me Randy Moss. Oh, oh, come on. Dang it. Vikings version of Randy Moss. The dude was awesome. And maybe even 07. Uh, version was, is that when he played with Tom Brady and had that touchdown? On yes, the, the record one was excellent. So I will take yep. Randy Moss.
2: Ooh, okay. Well, you definitely took one of mine. I wasn't sure if he was going to make Same. it back to me, so I might be kind of on the fly here. But if that's the case, I'm going to transition to Jerry Rice as my wide cool, receiver, yeah. uh, and then I'm going to pair him up a former 49er with a current 49er george kittle because one he's dominant on the field two i think he'd be the best guy to have at your thanksgiving dinner table having conversation a few brews and some turkey with lock it in (laughs) I
1: like that pick really I, i do like that pick so ken has three players now i have two so it's back to me and then we will go back to okada for two picks i've got a quarterback i've got a receiver i think i'm gonna go with a running back here i'm gonna take another guy who just crushes Thanksgiving. Give me Emmitt Smith, the all-time leading rusher in the NFL.
0: Nice, nice. All right, all right. I like it. Okay. Uh I got the final two picks for my team on this turn here. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick two guys who are monstrosities and can therefore help on the defensive side of the ball, which someone is going to have to play defense. So, you you know, we got to get some defensive guys. I got my corners in Michael Vick and Barry Sanders. But I'm going to take me a couple guys that can play linebacker and dominate in the passing game. I'm going to take Calvin Johnson, my second lion, working that Thanksgiving angle. Love And it. I'm going to take the only player that would be more fun to have with you on Thanksgiving than
1: George Kittle, rob gronkowski
0: yeah
1: oh man i thought you were gonna say him uh i really did and i was actually getting ready to talk about him as my pick so i certainly like that a lot ah uh, man that puts me back on the clock here uh, there's a name that i want to say but i feel like i shouldn't i'm not going to and i'll tell you guys who it was uh, going to be in a second
2: mm.
1: or should I, should I just do it yes you probably no, should. sure. <laughs> Um, I'm going to also take another former Viking. Give me Chris Carter. Uh, okay. that's who can ball. Okay. No I like that. Receiver. And obviously a former Eagle as well. So I will take him on my roster.
2: Okay. And then that leaves me with the last pick overall, Mr. Irrelevant. Is that right?
1: That's right.
2: Yeah. right? Okay. So,
0: uh, yeah, it's blasted the playground. He, you know, he hates to be this kid.
2: Oh yeah. I don't <laughs> think this kid is hates being here, but, um, after you have your Thanksgiving meal, you got to have some pie, a little dessert. You know, you got to have some sweetness. I'm going with Walter Payton, and, uh, one of the greatest running backs of all time. Fill out my roster. Um, he can do it all. That dude's awesome. So, um, love it. That, that'll end it.
1: Man. Can you guys imagine us trying to be on a field playing? A field? <laughs> trying I'm to play, yeah, I'm going to just run a little
0: uh, swing run every time and let everyone else handle everything.
2: I was going to say, I, I would definitely be the guy who snaps the ball, and then yeah. that's it.
0: Oh, a little <laughs> snap, you know, not even yeah. between legs.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Man, that is, uh, that is fun. Good call, Okada, on that game. Real quick, let's rattle off our rosters. I will start. Lamar Jackson is my quarterback passing to Randy Moss and Chris Carter in their prime with Emmitt Smith as my running back, and I am just some guy standing on the field. Okada, who is your team? <laughs>
0: yep, I uh, I have a kind of similar team. Michael Vick and Barry Sanders giving me some incredible open field ability. Calvin Johnson and Rob Gronkowski giving me physical dominance down the field and on defense.
2: Okay, And uh, my roster has the GOAT throwing the ball. Mr. Tom Brady himself uh, receiving the ball will be Jerry Rice and George Kittle. And then run it up the middle is going to be Walter Payton. The sweetness. Love it.
1: The sweetness. And that was a sweet show. Kent, thank you so much for coming back and joining us for this Thanks one. Thanks for having me. A blast. We were uh really excited when you said you were available and could hang out with us. So yes, we are in whenever you are available to hang out with us. And to the listeners, you know, thank you so much for checking us out. Thanks so much for taking time to listen to our podcast. You know, Cod and I appreciate it. Uh, Ken as well, when he can join us. You know, we're trying to build something special with Redshirts Fantasy Football. So check us out. Give us a chance to be in your rotation. We would really appreciate that. And from the bottom of our hearts to yours, happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Okada, Kent, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Any final words for the listeners?
2: Well, I just gotta say, uh, I'm thankful for you guys. Oh, the, the turkey goffle. And I, was, I was going with like a real heartfelt moment and, and then there's just turkeys gobbling over the top me. so uh, I'm, I'm thankful for you guys I'm thankful for everyone who supported us in doing this uh, in our free time you know we're not really paid to do this at all um, there's a little bit of money but nothing ever that's going to pay for the time so um, we do it because we love it and I'm thankful to be able to do that so thanks guys
1: yes sir and on that note Wakata and I will be back on what day are we recording? Friday, Saturday, sometime? Look for the the Saturday morning for the patrons. Yes, and you can find that at patreon.com slash RichardsPod. There's also an RSS feed that you can put into your podcast player so you can get it downloaded to your phone immediately when it's released. So you have to be on Patreon to find that. Patreon.com slash Pod, Check it out. We will see you in the Slack channel. And enjoy football on Thanksgiving. Until mm-hmm. next time, we are the Richards.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out our website, redshirtsfantasyfootball.com.